Here is why the Fanon Slimline Scanner will mean more to me than any other radio that I have ever owned or ever will own. Back in the mid-90s, I was a teenager, and my father handed me this scanner radio right here, the Fanon Slimline Scanner. This was officially my very first scanner radio, although this was not my very first time seeing or using a scanner radio. You see, my father was part of the scanner radio hobby way before it was cool. Yes. And even my grandfather was part of the scanner radio hobby. One of my earliest memories growing up was the dancing lights of an Electra Bearcat 101. Now, my grandfather had one of these over at his house, and it sat right in the kitchen so that the sounds and the tones of the county fire department, police department, would fill the kitchen and the living room where we spent most of our time at their house. And at my dad's house, we had scanners all over the place, whether it be a 101 or Electra Bearcat 4 or anything that was a little bit newer than that that had a keypad you could program. We had scanners all over the place. And it was my dad's love of scanning that got me involved with the scanner radio hobby. So you can basically say that I've been scanning or part of the hobby since about the time that I could crawl. But it wasn't until this time in the mid 90s that my father passed the baton on to me. And that's when he handed me this Fanon Slimline scanner. And that is why this radio will mean more to me than any other scanner radio that is on the market today could ever be put on the scanner radio market or has ever been sold. Because this radio, even though it's an abacus or it's a sundial compared to today's technology, this has more sentimental value to me than any other radio will ever have. By handing me this radio, my dad passed the baton onto me. This is when my hobby completely took off. I had my own radio. I had to start messing with the switches and the buttons on his. I wasn't programming my own banks in his radios as much. It's the time when I actually had something that I can turn on and use for myself. And really, it was another step in the direction that brings me here in front of you today. Let's take a look at this radio and see what scanning was like several, several decades ago. Now, I would love to put batteries in this radio. I would love to turn it on. I would love to hear it again, but it would absolutely break my heart if a capacitor in here decided that it no longer wanted to function, that it be, it would much rather sit in an idle state with his feet up than actually have to go to work. Because again, I was given this radio roughly 30 years ago, and this radio is probably 20 years older than that, making this something that's been manufactured almost 50 years ago. So... I just don't want to chance it. I do not want to ruin a radio. I'd rather sit and wish I could listen to it and actually have it self-destruct, to be honest with you. So looking at this radio, yeah, this is sitting inside of a fall leather case, I guess you could say, a little plastic case that the glue is kind of coming apart on the seams. But however, I did happen to buy a new case on eBay and it is sitting in a box waiting to be installed. It's interesting to note that the back of this case has a belt clip and the sides of the case have these two little D-rings or, or whatever you wanna call them. So you can actually loop a strap through them and then hang this like a purse from your shoulder, which is a very interesting design. 
the radio slides into the case and snaps over the antenna port here. So as we remove the antenna, we can now remove this radio from the case. It's just held in place by a snap. And again, to get better leverage, let's screw this antenna back into place. Yes, this is not an SMA connector. This is not a BNC connector. It actually screws into place. And let's pull this radio from its uh, protective case, which has done a pretty good job, I'd say, over the last several decades of keeping this radio looking pretty new. Now, the front of this radio, again, we have our six little LEDs at the top that show us the six channels that we can actually monitor or scan with this radio. And below that, we have six silver switches. Now, these six switches actually turn each channel off and on. Now, you're probably saying, wait a second, where are the banks in this radio? No, no, you're looking at them. These six channels are the one single bank that is part of this radio. And by slotting these switches up and down, and you have a nice little satisfying click when that happens, that is how you lock or unlock a channel from the scan list. Pretty basic, right? Now, on the side of the scanner, we actually have a channel select, where if we slide it to manual, that means we have to manually step through or it stops the scanning process. And of course, if we slide it down to auto, that will enable the scanning on the radio. Let's look at the top of the radio because this gets pretty interesting as well. We have a black button here that is a channel select. That basically means every time you push that button, the channel will change up one position. So if you have the radio in hold, that's how you move up to the next channel. Or if the radio is scanning and you don't want to hear anymore, yeah, toggle that button to advance that scanner up one more. You also have a typical volume knob, which is also your on-off switch. You have a squelch knob, which in our case is missing the decorative uh, silver top on it. You've got an earphone jack and a port for an antenna, which is really cool. And of course, the antenna just screws and unscrews from the scanner itself. The back of the radio, which you'll notice, we have a couple of stickers. We'll talk to those in a second. And we have our triple A battery case with battery holder. And again, I can't force myself to have to put batteries in here. And of course, on the side of the radio here, we have an external power source and a little port here for a charge. Now, interesting fact about this radio is that there used to be a small brick, a small box that would basically be an interface box that would allow this radio to charge. So you would plug your external wall ward into that box and then it would have a wide pigtail on it. One end would go to the external power port one would go to the charging port, and then you flick a little switch on it. That is how you would charge the four AAA batteries that were inside this radio. Let's look at the back of the radio. So we've got six stickers on here, and these are the frequencies of the crystals that are inside of this radio. Some of these are still in use to this day. Some of these aren't, and that is just something that we look at here and say, wow, times have certainly changed. Like the NASA helicopter on 153.74, and the third and six on 478.9125. They are now on a P25 UHF system and they are encrypted. However, if I want to use this radio right now to monitor 4610, 4632, 4646, or even 155.325, yeah, those are all still active. All these years later, this radio will still work on those channels. Before we open up this door right here and show you what the crystals look like and how they go into the radio and everything else, I just want to take a moment here to thank my Patreon supporters. My Patreon supporters is what makes it possible to bring this podcast over to YouTube. 
By being a Patreon supporter, you get different types of benefits with each tier. And one of those benefits is getting this podcast early before it releases to the general public. If you want to help support this podcast and be a Patreon supporter, please go to scannerschool.com slash Patreon. Do you feel lost when it comes to the scanner hobby? Are you looking for someone to answer your questions? Do you have a new radio and you need help understanding how it works? Or are you working on a big project and need somebody to bounce ideas off of? Do you need a little bit more personal assistance than what you can get from an online community? And are you looking for somebody to dedicate their attention and their time to helping you out when it comes to getting you unstuck with whatever it is that you are struggling with when it comes to the scanner radio hobby? I'm here to do just that. See, you can book me for a session right now where I'll sit on Zoom and do a video or a screen share with you just as if I am sitting across the table and helping you out. You can book your tutoring session right now by going to scannerschool.com slash tutoring. I can't wait to help you out. All right, let's open up the door on the back of this scanner and take a look at the crystals. Now, again, this is how you would program a radio many, many moons ago. What you would do is you would go to the store, you would pick up a crystal, and you would then bring it home, and then you would insert the crystal into the radio in the correct slot. Now on this radio, there's three spots or three slots you can put the crystal in. You have a low, a medium, and a high. And again, depending on which position you would do, sometimes you can get a odd frequency based on what position you put these crystals in. It tells you on the back of the radio. The first range is 30 to 50 megahertz. The second range is 146 to 175. And then basically you go from 450 to 512. So let's take a look at a crystal and how these would go in. This is a crystal. It is basically a silver rectangle with two pegs on the end of it. And those two pegs are inserted into the slides on your scanner. And typically you would have, you know, enough to program your scanner, but you may also have baby food jars or other types of places to store these. And my dad has got baby jars full of crystals. And one of these days I'll go into the garage with him and maybe go through a couple of crystals and take them out and put them in radios and we'll, we'll see how they, they work. But for now, again, like I said, we're not going to fire up this radio. We're just going to go ahead and put this crystal back into its home by just sliding it in there and then closing the door and putting it back to rest here. Again, this was the radio that basically got this started for me. And that is a very symbolic thing right here. See, my dad was known as the go-to guy in the area to get your scanner radio crystals. And they weren't cheap, by the way. If you think that paying for an upgrade right now by Unidin for a waterfall display or NXDN, Imagine paying a couple bucks just for each crystal you'd want to buy. So not only did you have to buy the radio, but you had to buy the crystals too. Yeah, hidden fees have always been a part of the scanner radio hobby. But going back, my dad was the guy that you go and visit. And he worked at a marine shop on the Nautical Mile in Freeport, New York. And the funny thing is, is every once in a while, I'll get somebody who says, Hey, Phil, I remember many years ago seeing your dad and buying crystals for my scanner. And this is why I'm saying we've passed the baton. My dad was the guy on the other side of the counter who would help people with the scanner radio hobby. Here I am, decades later, instead of being on the other side of the counter, 
I'm on the other side of the camera. So dad, thank you so much for passing the baton. I love you, dad. Thank you so much for passing this hobby on to me and teaching me all about it. And then in turn, now I am able to teach others about this hobby as well. And for all of you watching or listening to this podcast episode, why don't you go ahead and tell me if you have a story just like this, or if there's a radio in your collection that you will never, ever part with. You can leave me a comment down below if you're watching this on YouTube, or you can be a part of our Scan Nerds community. Go to scannerschool.com slash discord or scannerschool.com slash Facebook group to join the rest of the Scan Nerds. Links to both are in the description. I look forward to reading your comments. Before we wrap up this week's podcast, I want to take a minute here to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Alvin Zaz, Arthur Heron, Bill Kay, Bob Rocks, Bob Middleton, Brandon Sammons, Brian Arsenal, Brian King, Chris Paris, Classic Hank, Craig Harper, Dan, Danielle Caviola, Dave Pasco, David, David C, David Kudneski, David Robertson, David Watts, Danny Crotty, Ed Walsh, Ed, K2EPM, Greg Johnson, I Hate Junk Mail, Jack Haycock, Jacques Berry, James Stelling, Jay Reed, Jeff, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jeff Waldrop, Jenny Taylor, Jim B, Jim Heiner, John Keel, John Sweeney, John Derby, John Goldenberg, Joshua Robb, KC5, DJT, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer, Les Stevenson, Lloyd R., Luke Hartnett, Mark Beebe, Mason Kramer, Matt, and U8H, Michael Kroger, Michael Meadows, Michael Thomas, Mike Lopez, KN6, FXR, Mike Piltz, Nicholas Stenger, Paul Bowling, Paul Teal, Randy Young, Raymond Hill, Rich Palmieri, Ronnie Box, Scott Lefgrand, Stephen Falcon, Thomas Giampino, Todd Glendie, BA7ZZT, and William R. Cand, W1WRA. Find out more about Patreon and our support tiers by visiting scannerschool.com slash Patreon. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you again next week. 73.